This is Nursing in America. Each week we speak with incredible nurses who have taken the leap to start a new life in the United States. If you're thinking about doing the same, then this is the place you'll find all the insider knowledge and inspirational success stories to realize your own American dream. This is the second part of a two-part episode, so make sure you go back and listen to part one first. Jennifer, can you talk us through that second step? Um, so the I-140 immigrant visa petition step. Sure. So that's, the, again, that's your employer petition. So your employer is basically petitioning the U.S. government for, for you to come into the U.S. as a lawful permanent resident uh, to work for their facility. So the employer owns that petition. So the employer completes its petition and submits it to the USCIS. Um, asking that they uh, basically approve it so you can come in and work for that for this prospective job. Um, the I-140 petitions are subject to something called the Visa Bulletin, which is uh, released every single month from the Department of State. So once the employer files that petition, depending on what the Visa Bulletin dictates, you may be eligible to apply for your green card right away. For example, right now, uh, it's current, meaning that there's no wait time. But, you know, in the past, perhaps there was a wait time. Once the employer files it, you'd have to wait to move on to step three. But basically, that's what the employer owns that petition and files it for a prospective job, which in this case would be for you to be a registered nurse. Okay. Thank you, Jennifer. That premium processing? Oh, correct. So the employer can, were you asking me? It doesn't matter. Oh. Um, the employer can ask for premium processing, which would basically make the processing time down to like two weeks. Uh, so it could be a very fast process to get that I-140 petition approved. Okay. So in other words, if anybody's watched our show before on the consular green card, those two steps are pretty much the same, correct, Chris and Jennifer? So the, the, the pre-filing, the prevailing wage, the posting, I-140, it's, very, it's the same process for a, a consular process and adjustments of status process, correct? Co correct. I mean, it's all done domestically in the U.S. And once that's all approved, whether you go through the consular processing route abroad or apply for adjustment of status in the U.S., it would those two steps remain the same. Okay. So listen up, everybody, because here's where there's a change. This is where the process changes. Um, and we look at the third step. And um, this is the I-485, the adjustment of status process. So Carl, talk us through that step. Okay, so if the nurse is in the United States um, and is in, as Chris said, non-immigrant status, so that usually means she has some type of temporary visa. So she might be here on a TN, uh, which is for Canadian and uh, Mexican nurses and other professionals. Uh, she might be here on an H-1B, which is for professionals for various countries. Um, she might be a student in the U.S. and after you graduate, uh, you get something called OPT, Optional Practical Training, which is a work permit. And so if you're on any of those statuses, uh, uh, any, any legal status, non-immigrant status in the U.S., then you can apply for adjustment of status when your number comes up in the visa bulletin, as Jennifer said. And right now, 
Um, and I know we've said this on previous shows, but I, I like to repeat it there. Instead of the usual 140,000 green cards given out to people in the employment categories, it's pretty much double that. It's about 280,000. We have said 290, but uh, uh, yesterday, Charlie uh, uh, Charlie Oppenheim from the State Department revised it a little, and he said, not, not 290, but 280,000. Um, so we expect the uh, uh, category, it's the EB3, the employment-based third category for Filipino nurses, to stay current for most or, or maybe all of this fiscal year, which goes from uh, October the 1st, 2021 to September 30th, 2022. So it's double the amount of green cards that are usually available. So this is the perfect time to be able to apply. So if you're in the United States and you're eligible for adjustment of status. How's um, the time? Yes. So then the, the person who asked the question about premium processing can uh, say to the uh, employer, don't spend the $1,440 on premium processing because you can file the I-140 petition and my application for adjustment of status, the I-485, together. It would make no sense since you have to wait about a year for an interview, it makes no sense to try to get the I-140 approved in a couple of weeks. You know, give me a bonus on my salary. Don't spend the money giving it to the immigration service. Um, so, so, so what happens, yeah, sorry to be long-winded on this. No, 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 okay. It's important stuff because it's very confusing. So we want to be, have clarity for everyone. Okay. So when, once this is uh, submitted a few weeks later, you get a, a receipt in the mail that the money's been paid for the filing fees. Uh, in about six months, you get an employment authorization document. We call it an EAD, a work permit. Um, and then you also, with the work permit, uh, as long as you're maintaining legal status, you ask for an advanced parole. So with the advanced parole, you can easily travel in and out of the U.S. So you can fly to Manila, see your family, you know, you can take a vacation to another country if you want. Um, and you'll eventually, in about a year, although it varies from city to city across the country, you'll have your interview for a green card. Okay, thank you, Carl. So that takes us through the, the, the rest of the process. We'll be back with the conversation in just a second. There's a wonderful opportunity for you. AMN Healthcare Network is currently recruiting registered nurses around the world to live and work in the United States. To learn more and apply, go to amnhealthcare.com international. That's amnhealthcare.com forward slash international. On with the show. So I'd like to just talk a little bit about timing. Because for many nurses, the, the timing is obviously very important, especially, for example, if they're here on a student visa um, or, you know, even if they're on a TN and, and the TN is going to expire. Just understanding the timing is just so important. So, Chris, you spoke about the prevailing wage taking about five to six months, correct? That's right. And, Jennifer, you spoke about the, I, um, I, the I-140 um, if you do premium 
have that um, that that shorter time frame. And um, can you talk a little bit about and I just to everyone on the panel, how long typically do you when you when you get an I one forty approved, would you get the EAD card or would you go go to the, the interview? So I mean, right now I think Carl was mentioning with the I one forty, it makes more sense. You'd have to to file that concurrent, meaning at the same time as the 485 application. So you would file those two together, assuming you're on a valid non-immigrant status. So right now to get, once those are filed, you know, which would include your EAD or your work permit and your advanced parole application. Once those are filed right now, it is taking quite some time, five, six months. I'm seeing longer in some cases um, I've actually had some people getting the green card before the EAD right now. It's a, a bit uh, different than historically, but um, that's what I've seen in practice. Okay, thank you for that. Um, just a question to the panel. Um, you know, we have had some instances recently where once the, the cases, the I-140 is filed and the I-485 currently, um, where you know, about a month or so afterwards, we've had some nurses, and I think Chris, we maybe have actually had some with with, um, with you, um, where those nurses have their congressmen um, and are getting their EAD cards much much quicker because as a nurse, nurses are in short supply, um, and we've seen that that is coming through. Is that something that you've seen at all? Well, you say getting the EADs through congressmen, Tanya. I'm no, sorry. No, no. So notifying their congressmen that they are a nurse. And that um, asking like a, a local congressman to expedite their um, the EAD card. Yeah, I mean we we've done that candidly. I, I think it's less successful than it's more successful. To be honest with you, it can work sometimes. It just really depends on the congressman's office that you're dealing with and just how engaged they are. And it also comes down to the hospital themselves. Really, are going to have to put pressure on the congressman's office. Congressman's office isn't they're less likely to help out an individual case. Whereas if we can get a hospital, some executive at the hospital to lean on the Congress office, we might be able to get that. But my experience is really a lot like Jennifer's, which is we see the EAD coming around the same time as the green card interview itself. And normally when the green card interview is complete, that green card is, if the interview is complete, the green card comes just a few weeks later. So that's the good news. So that's the timing. Does a U.S. educated RN, BSN, who also has other um, undergrad and graduate degrees from the U.S. still need a visa screen for the adjustment of status? Yeah, I'd like to answer that one. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, yes, I mean, the whole purpose of the visa screen allegedly is to show that a nurse who's educated in another country has the same education and skills as a nurse from the U.S. So you wouldn't think a nurse that's educated in the U.S. would need to show that because it's it's repetitive, right? But I, uh, I, you know, I remember when the visa screen requirement was uh, uh, proposed in the Senate. It was by Senator Arlen Specter from Pennsylvania. And CGFNS, which for 20 years until recently was the only uh, organization that could issue visa screens for nurses, is in Pennsylvania. Yeah. 
they would have me, uh, I, I don't know how they put up with me, but they would have me at CGFNS do dozens of seminars with them. And I said, you know, guys, it's totally ridiculous that nurses have to pay you a few hundred dollars to say that their education in the U.S. is equivalent to a nurse who got their education in the U.S. I mean, it doesn't, doesn't make any sense. And, uh, you know, I can't even remember what kind of answers they gave. But, it, uh, you know, it was good for their bottom line at CGFNS. And uh, that's, just, that's just the way it is. And now we're in 2021, over 30 years after they imposed that requirement. And they still have to do that. There you go. Yes, you will need the visa screen, even if you were... Um, educated in the U.S., as Carl said. And I think in fairness to the CGFNS, Carl, sometimes it's because we have nurses, and we see this often, where maybe they were educated in their home country, and then they, maybe like they did their bachelor's in their home country, and then they come to the U.S. and do a master. So, you know, there's kind of like that um, uh, background that, that, that they might need some verification. Can his friend travel outside the U.S. or Canada or visit Canada while the prevailing wage is pending? The prevailing wage, so we're in the first step. Sure, I mean, at that point, there's not a petition even filed on their behalf. Yeah, okay. So only once the I-140 is approved, is that when they would need to make sure that they are in the country? Generally, I don't recommend, depending on what type of visa you're on. So if he's on a TN, I wouldn't recommend because that, that doesn't have what's called um, non-immigrant intent or that has non-immigrant intent. So I wouldn't recommend traveling without advanced parole if you're on a TN and that the I-140 petition has been filed. Okay. All right. Thank you, Jennifer. So any updates from the embassies? I know everybody is so frustrated um, about the um, lack of movement at the consulates um, around the world. Any updates on that? Chris, I know you're very involved with the AAIHR as Kinetics. Yes. So uh, I spoke, uh, I was on a conference call with um, the Department of State uh, in Washington, D.C., the, uh, the woman who has actually established the tiering policy. Um, I've got another call with her actually this afternoon in about four or five hours. Um, I know they're working on it. They're aware of it. Um, they do keep saying that they are, it's a focus and it's important to them. But we also know that the Manila uh, Embassy Post uh, Consular District is just not, uh, it's not staffed very well right now, unfortunately. And, and so a part of the suggestion that we're giving them, we've given them about five suggestions. And one of them is actually to just send a special staff team there to work on nursing cases. I don't want to overpromise anybody anything other than I can tell you we are in regular dialogue with them. And so they are at the at the headquarters in Washington, D.C., uh, aware of the issue and they're getting more and more pressure from constituents. Uh, and so hopefully we'll get this unfrozen in the near future. OK, thank you, Chris, for sharing that update. We know there are a lot of nurses that are frustrated all over the world with the backlogs at the consulates. Um, and please, everybody know that there's a lot of efforts here in the U.S. to try and alleviate that backlog um, in Manila, as well as all other continents all over the world. We actually are starting to see cases coming through, so um, hopefully there's some light at the end of the tunnel. So I'd like to finish off and thank our panel, Jennifer, Carl, and Chris. And um, thank you. Bye-bye.
If you enjoyed the episode, go ahead and hit the follow button on your podcast player and leave us a review. AMN Healthcare International is currently recruiting registered nurses around the world to live and work in the United States. We offer both direct hire and staff recruitment, giving you more options and flexibility to begin your American dream. To learn more and apply, go to amnhealthcare.com international. There's also a link in the description. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for more incredible conversations.